appreciate the singing, all of it today uh, ties in real good with my thought this morning. And if you have a Bible, turn to Jonah chapter 2 this morning, Jonah chapter 2, and we'll read two verses there, and we'll bring uh, the message today. And uh, don't feel like the message will be very long, but I feel like it's really needed. And uh, uh, that always helps you to know that it's not going to be very long, even though a lot of times I lie. All right, Jonah chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly, and said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Thank you. You can be seated. Our Father, we do thank you for all that's went on this morning. Lord, we ask that uh, Lord, your presence would continue to abide with us and even grow stronger in the manifestation of it. And we ask you, Lord, to bless the message I feel like you have impressed upon my heart for this uh, August, the, uh, this September the 4th Sunday morning. And uh, Lord, I pray for those that might be here, uh, Lord, this morning and were they to go stand before the Lord this week. They'd be like that song. They'd say, Lord, I thought my name was there, but I never I never knelt in prayer. And uh, Lord, I pray this morning that everybody in this room that's not really saved, I pray the Holy Spirit would make them totally aware of it and they might respond in a positive way. Lord, may You give us liberty today and uh, may You bless the message. Give us clearness of the message. Uh, Lord, may Your power and Spirit uh, be stronger than Satan's, and you take over the service instead of him. And Lord, we'll be careful to thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. If, if you got an ink pen and you write in your Bible, or if you got a piece of paper and you want to write this morning, I'm preaching a real simple thought this morning. I'm preaching on the five P's of hell. The five P's of hell. I'll give them to you in just a minute. The Bible said, Jonah said, Out of the belly of hell cried I. Now, did Jonah really go to hell? Uh, well, I don't know. But I know this, he went in the right direction. Because the Bible said in verse 6, he went down. I know he went in the right direction because that's where it is. I read different theological thoughts about where hell was, and some of them have said they thought hell was the sun, or the sun would be the lake of fire. But the Bible says that hell's down. He gave the right direction. He gave the right description, because the Bible said in that same verse, verse 6, uh, He talked about the bars were about me. And we do know that hell has gates. Because Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. And not only that, Jesus said, I've got the keys to the gates. And so we know that that's true. And then there's that particular thing about, uh, did he really die? Did Jonah die while he was down there? Well, I think he did. Because Jesus said in Matthew 12, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, He's using Jonah as a type of the Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. 
And uh, so I really feel like he did, and God uh, resurrected him. And uh, the Bible said that in hell, out of the belly of hell, he cried. Now, there's a lot of places you'll cry in this whole world. And it's one thing to cry at church. It's one thing to cry down at the funeral home. It's one thing to cry out at the hospital or in the doctor's office or in your own home. But the one place you don't want to never ever have to cry out of uh, is that place called hell. The Bible said out of the belly of hell, he said, I cried. Now I want to give you five P's of hell real fast, real simple this morning. And I want you to hear it. The Bible said in Amos 9 and verse 2, Amos said, Though they dig into hell, there again, hell, you got to go down. He said, Though they dig into hell, thence shall my hand take them. And though they climb up into heaven, if you go to heaven, you got to go up. And he said, Thence will I bring them down. Several years ago, it's been a long time ago, that there was a country music group, and they had a popular top-the-chart song called Heaven's Just a Sin Away. Uh, well, they got it wrong. Hell's just a sin away. Uh, and it has to do with the sin of unbelief. Amen. Uh, uh, first of all, there is the place of hell. The place of hell. The Bible said it is a prepared place. The same God that made everything else that you see. Uh, according to the Bible, that same God made this place called hell. It is a prepared place for the devil and his angels. If you ever go there, you'll have to trespass and go somewhere you ain't supposed to go. But you can go there. Can I tell you, it is a punishing place. The Bible said in Luke 16, in that description, the Bible said the man that went there, he said, I'm in, not torment, but torments. Uh, It is a place of punishment. Amen. Uh, I I want you to know that it's a place that you don't want to go. And it is a place of darkness. Uh, uh, The Bible said, Jesus said that those that would go there, that they would say, cast them out into outer darkness. Uh, uh, He said, where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, I like the story. I've told it many times, but about the old uh, man that went up into the mountains there, the old preacher, and he went to a woman's house, uh, and the woman had one of these old poly parrots. Uh, and uh, she said, uh, she told the man, she said, this, this is Polly. And she said, uh, we go through a ritual every day. He said, uh, when I get up in the morning, I'll say, good morning, Polly. And said the parrot will say, good morning, Polly. Uh, and she said, every night before I go to bed, she said, I'll take a, uh, that, that cloth there and I'll put it over the bird cage. Uh, and I'll say, good night, Polly. And said, she'll say, good night, Polly. Uh, uh, but she said, one day, uh, one day during the day, the door got ajar and the parrot got out and she caught it later that evening and put it back in the cage. Uh, uh, and that night she covered it up again and she said, uh, uh, Good night, Polly. Uh, 
And the old parrot said, Good night, Polly. But said the next morning when she woke up, she went and removed that. And she said, Good morning, Polly. And the old parrot said, Good night, Polly. And on closer examination, she found that while it was out and round about that day, that the cat had got a hold of it and scratched its eyes out. And it would never see light of day again. All it would ever say was, Good night, Polly. Well, hell's a place like that. The Bible said there's no light there. Amen. I don't have a hard time believing that. You say, why? Because Christ is the light. Jesus is the light that came to light every man. Christ is the light. And He's not there, neighbor. I don't have a problem believing that there's darkness in hell because the Bible, the Word of God is the light. The Bible said it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Bible's not down there, neighbor. The Bible's in heaven. Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And then you see, the church is the light. Jesus said, Ye are the light of the world. Well, the church ain't going to be in hell. It's going to be in heaven. Amen. And so all the lights in heaven, Jesus is there. The saints are there. The word is there. All the lights in heaven, but hell is nothing but a place of darkness. Amen. Number two, I want to tell you about the person in hell. The Bible said in Luke 16, 24, And in hell he lifted up his eyes. Uh, that'll be the story Jesus told in Luke chapter 16. Uh, and he talked about a certain man uh, that fared sumptuously every day. Uh, and then he talked about another man, Lazarus, uh, that was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. He said, but, no, but no, nobody would give anything to him. And it said, Lazarus died, uh, and the angels came and carried him to Abraham's bosom. But he said the rich man died and in hell he lifted up his eyes. Now let's look at this person. Now friend this morning, neighbor this morning, this is not a parable. We know it's not a parable because when Jesus spoke a parable, he would usually say I'm going to speak a parable. But if he did speak a parable, he never gave personal names to people. And in here, he named Lazarus. Uh, uh, this is not a parable. Uh, this is something that had happened back in time somewhere. Uh, uh, that Jesus, of course, he knows all things. Uh, uh, but I want to tell you something about this person in hell. Uh, uh, the Bible said he's nameless. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, we know Lazarus' name, uh, but we don't know this man's name. Uh, that shouldn't surprise us. Why? Because all the people in hell, they're there because Jesus said, I never knew you. Amen. Listen, I'm glad he knows my name. Amen. I'm glad my name's written in the book of life. I'm glad he knows my name, knows where I live, knows all about me, knows when I was born, knows when I'm going to die, knows when I got saved. I'm glad he knows all about me. Amen. Uh, uh, but the Bible said this man's nameless. Uh, 
If you ever die and go to hell, I, I, I hope you don't. I pray to God nobody here ever does. I, I, but tonight, the night your, your name may be Bill or, or Rick or Joe or Brian or, or, or some other name. But when you get to hell, you won't have a name. You'll just be nameless as far as God's concerned. You say, why? Because He never knew you. If he ever knew you, if he ever knew you by the new birth, uh, he'll know you throughout all eternity. God will never, God will never lose remembrance of your name. Amen. Uh, uh, but if you die and you go to hell uh, and you never ever knew Christ as the Savior, uh, uh, you might know him as Creator. You might know him. He might know you while you're upon this earth. He might know your name. But the minute you die and you go to hell, he'll say, I never knew you. I never knew you. And he meant I never knew you in the way of salvation. Amen. He's nameless. He's hopeless. The Bible said that he told this man, he said, they that would come from us to you, in other words, there's many a mother that tried to get her boy out of hell if she could. There's many a dad that would try to get uh, his children out of hell if he could. Uh, uh, but he said that's an impossibility. He said they that would come to you, they can't. And he said you can't go to them. Because he said there's a great gun fixed uh, uh, that you can't pass over. Now, in, the, in that time, that was paradise. It was a great gulf. Uh, uh, but there's still a great gulf uh, uh, from up here to down there. Uh, uh, and you can't cross over that. Amen. Uh, he's nameless. Uh, this man is nameless. We don't know his name. This man is hopeless. Ain't nothing we can do for him. Uh, this man is it, it's senseless. You say, why? Well, Lazarus didn't go to hell. So he didn't have to go either. It's senseless for anybody to go to hell. You say, why? You don't have to go. If you go, you'll go because of your stubbornness, your sinfulness, uh, uh, your unwillingness. Uh, uh, but listen, you'll not go because you have to go. Uh, uh, nobody has to go to hell. Uh, Jesus died so that all could be saved. Now that's the person in hell. But I want to show you that he's not the only one there. I want to show you the people in hell. You say, who's in hell? Well, the Bible tells us, Revelation 21. The fearful. The fearful. You say, well, I'm afraid I lock my doors at night. Does that mean I'm going to hell? No, the fearful. You're, you're afraid to confess Christ. You're, you're afraid to walk down in front of the church and kneel down and say, I want to be saved. The fearful, the fearful. And he said, and the unbelieving. The unbelieving. Well, there's no way in the world you could not go to hell if you're an unbeliever. Because the Bible said it's believers, it's believers in Christ uh, that'll go to heaven, amen. Uh, and you'll go to hell because you're an unbeliever. You don't believe what Jesus said. Uh, Jesus said, if you ask me, I'll save you. Jesus said, if you come, I won't turn you away. Uh, and people say, well, 
The Lord won't save me. Well, the Bible said, let God be true and every man a liar. And I hate to say it, sir, and I say it with charity, ma'am, but you're a liar if you say God won't save you. Because Jesus said He'd save whosoever would. He said He'd save them. The abominable and the murderers. You say, thank God, I've never murdered nobody. The Bible said if you hate your brother or sister, you're a murderer, the Bible said in the little book of 1 John. Uh, listen, you say, and the whoremongers. Uh, uh, well, you know what that is. Uh, uh, and the Bible said, and the sorcerers, uh, and idolaters, and all liars. Uh, uh, you say, well, I've told a few lies myself. Uh, uh, well, who is a liar? The Bible said in John, he that, uh, he that believeth not that Jesus is the Christ is a liar, the Bible said. Uh, uh, you won't go to hell because uh, uh, you lied about your schoolwork or you lied about this, uh, uh, but you will go to hell if you lie about Jesus Christ and say He's not the Savior. There's other ways, amen. Uh, I want you to know, listen, there's other people in hell. And who are these people? Well, they're a bunch of was-nots. We sung, I know my name is in the book of life. But right there in chapter 20, the Bible said, Whosoever was not found in the book of life, uh, their name was not written in the book of life. Uh, if it was written there, they wouldn't be there. There was nots. There has nots. You say, what's that mean? Well, the Bible says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves and mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed and ye are sanctified. About every sin you could think about is in that list. And you know what that's telling you? That you can be saved, amen. You can have your sins forgiven, amen. Even the Bible says the effeminate. Why, that's talking about the homosexuals and the lesbians and all like that. And even they can be saved. Uh, uh, but neighbor I wouldn't wait too long on it amen uh, uh, because Romans 1 said there comes a time uh, uh, when people uh, uh, they won't worship the true God uh, and they burn inside of them men for men women for women uh, uh, the Bible said there can come a time that God will give up on them and God will turn them over to a retrobate mind uh, I wouldn't wait too long on any of them sins there was not they there had not uh, and there did not. You say, what do you mean? The Bible said in John 3 and 3, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. I want you to know this morning, these people, not a single one of them. I don't, you say, well, church down the road told this. My preacher told me this. My, my mama told me this. My grandma, my grandpa told me this. They said they got saved, but they lost it. Neighbor, if you get saved, you can't lose it. Amen. The problem is, did you really get saved? 
uh, Billy Mitchell said a man come up to him one day uh, and he said, Brother Mitchell, uh, uh, he said, do you believe in once saved, always saved? He said, that depends. Have you been once saved? Uh, uh, amen. Uh, he said another man, uh, he come up to him, this other man did, uh, and uh, he said, Brother, Rich, Brother Mitchell, he said, I know I'm lost, uh, but he said, my neighbor's a lot worse than I am, uh, and said, if he makes it, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Uh, and Brother Mitchell said, well, what if he don't make it? You got plenty to worry about then, amen. Uh, I want you to know this morning, listen, I'm talking about the people that are in hell. You know what? There are people that won't be remembered no more. People say, well, I remember my, my mother or dad that was lost. Well, I remember my children that rejected Christ. Uh, uh, not after a while you won't, according to Isaiah 65, verse 17, said the former things uh, uh, shall not be remembered. Amen. Uh, uh, no, sir, if you die lost uh, uh, and your mother goes to heaven, your father goes to heaven, uh, uh, if you die lost and your grandparents go to heaven, uh, uh, they won't never remember you no more after the judgment. Why? God will wipe all them things away. Uh, uh, how in the world could we enjoy heaven and enjoy Jesus and enjoy all that's in heaven if I knew you was in hell and I watched you burn down there I, why I couldn't enjoy that so God uh, is going to wipe all that away after a certain point the people in hell are you getting them the first one's the place of hell the second one's the person in hell the third one's the people in hell and the fourth one the fourth one is the pleas of hell. Luke 16, 24 said of that man, said he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. He's pleading, he's pleading. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of pleas that go on in hell and have went on in hell and are going to go on in hell. But in my, in my text that I'm using, Luke 16 in my text, there's only three pleas made, uh, and it's, it's amazing that the three pleas that are made uh, are three things that sending people to hell. You said, what, what is it? Well, you remember there, Matthew 7, 21, and they said, Lord, Lord, said, remember in thy name we've done many wonderful works. People in hell are pleading uh, for God to remember their works. That's why they went to hell. You say why? They were trusting their baptism. They were trusting their tithing. They were trusting their praying, their Bible reading, their being a good Samaritan in their community. And all that's good and good and well if you've been saved and you're doing it for Christ and in His name. But if you're doing that to be saved, it's not good works. It's bad works. It's evil works. This Bible said, For by grace are you saved through faith. Uh, and that it not of yourself it is a gift of God uh, uh, don't miss it neighbor not of works lest any man should boast uh, he pleads for his works to be remembered he pleads for water he says send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water people are going to hell by the groves because they're trusting their works 
Now the rich man, he's wanting just a, just a little drop of water on his tongue because it's on fire. But you'd be surprised how many people's going to go to hell because they're trusting their water. Amen. Amen. You say, what do you mean? They're trusting their baptismal service to get them to heaven. They're trusting that they walk down to the front of the church, shook the preacher's hand, I said, I believe in Jesus, and walked on into the pool. Neighbor, there's a lot more to it than water. Amen. I believe in baptism. I urge people to get baptized as soon as they know they're saved. It is a believer's baptism. No unbeliever ever got baptized in the Bible. Philip even told the eunuch, he said, the eunuch said, here's water, can I get baptized? He said, do you believe? So we got works. That's sending a lot of people to hell, they're trusting their works. There's those that are trusting water. They're pleading, Lord, remember, that's not in the Bible, but I think they're pleading, Lord, remember my baptismal service. Remember the water I got in. And then third, there's a witness. He said, send them to my father's house. Three things asked for, and these three things are sending a lot of people to hell this morning. Water, works, and their father giving them a wafer. Isn't it something that, that he says, Father Abraham... Father Abraham, remember me. But Father Abraham couldn't help him. Amen. I'm talking about the pleas of hell, and there'll be many of them, but there's three right in the Bible that are sending a lot of people to hell. All right, the pleas of hell. Number five, when I get done with this, we'll be done. Number five, the person who can keep you out of hell. Amen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. There is a person, one person, that can keep you out of hell. You know what this man's problem was? He's talking to the wrong fellow. Father Abraham, remember me. Father Abraham, do something for me. Listen, no preacher... No pope, no potentate, uh, nor anybody else can keep you out of hell. There's only one person that can keep you out of hell, and that's God's dear Son that died on an old rugged cross, uh, and He died so you didn't have to go to hell. He suffered your hell for you. Oh, thank God I'm not going to hell. Uh, you say, why? Because Jesus died for my sins, thank God. The Bible said there is a person who can keep you out of hell. Who was this person? Well, he's perfect. 1 Peter 2 and 22 said he did no sin. Did you underline that, circle that? He did no sin. I've often asked people at door knocking, well, how good do you think you'd have to be they say, Preacher, I'm not, I'm not good enough, but I'm working on it. Say, how good do you think you'd have to be? Well, I'd have to be an awful good person. I said, well, I can tell you exactly how good you'd have to be. 
They say, what's that? I said, you'd have to be as good as Jesus Christ. You'd have to be as pure and as holy, as sinless as Jesus Christ. And the reaction's always the same. Well, nobody could be that good. I say, you're exactly right. That's why He came. That's why He came. Listen, I doubt if any of you could make it through. I'll give, you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I doubt if any of you, including the preacher, could make it through the day without some sin. And I've heard of many a preacher say, well, you don't have to sin every day. No, you don't have to, but you will. And thank God He's made provisions when you do. You see, God has saved you if you're saved, and God has saved me, and He saved a part inside of me that is as holy as Jesus Christ. But there's the Bible said, the Bible said, He that committeth sin is of the devil. But He talks over in 1 John 3 and verse 8, He said, That which is born of God sinneth not. Well, that ain't talking about this. Because that ain't born of God. But there's a part of me inside of me and inside of you that when you got saved, the Lord come in there. Boy, I'm sure glad God did it the way He did it. He's a wise God. You see, God fixed it so you can't mess it up if you ever get it. You see, God fixed a part in you that cannot sin. I'm glad the Lord did that. But I'm glad the Lord made a provision for the part that can sin. That's the flesh. The flesh. That's what does it. Paul said, In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. The flesh lusteth against the Spirit. There's a wrestling going on. There's a problem going on if you're saved. There's some kind of a lesser, greater struggle going on in your life all the time. You ought to be glad. That means there's something in there besides your old flesh. He was a perfect person. He was a person who was punished. You see, the reason you don't have to be punished is because He was punished in your place if you're saved. The Bible said He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. All that beating, all that plucking out his beard, all that spitting in his face, all that beating he went through. He took your beating and he took my beating. He took your hell and my hell. And so we don't have to go to hell. You see, God just couldn't say, oh, they're sweet. Let's just forgive their sins. No, God's holy. And sin always has to be paid for. If you think you've ever sinned and got away with it, you've deceived yourself. Either you pay for your sin, or you look to the cross where He paid for your sins, and you claim it and trust it, and believe it that He paid for your sins. Six hours on the cross, He suffered an eternity in hell. Say, how'd he do that? I don't know that. Him and God worked that out. 
But he suffered as much on the cross as what you'd suffer if you went to hell. And you had to stay there forever and ever. He suffered and paid your sin debt. Amen. I'm glad, listen, the person of Jesus was a perfect person. The perfect of Jesus was a punished person. But the person of Jesus is the one that can give the pardon person. I mean, listen to what he said, Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood. Now, don't miss this. Which is shed for the remission. That word remission means pardon. Is shed for the remission or the pardon of sin. I'm glad I got a pardon, thank God. You see, they'll usually give you two choices. You can settle out of court, or you can lawyer up and go in and try to beat, you know, whatever's against you. You can try to do that. Most times don't work out too good. And a lot of times the judges, a lot of times the judges and the lawyers take it as a as an as a offense, as a slap in the face when you don't take what they offer you and they know you're guilty and a lot of times they'll up the punishment. I mean, I've stood there and seen it happen. So I wonder if you don't accept Christ, if you don't accept the pardon that God is offering this morning and you die lost, you say, I'm going to go stand before the Lord, I'm going to plead my case. You're going to lose. I wonder if God will up the, up the punishment. It does talk about different degrees of punishment. You see, Abraham's problem, or not Abraham, but the rich man's problem is he's talking to the wrong feller. Abraham, even though he's a father of faith, Abraham, even though, even though he, he fills up a, a lot of the first chapter of the Bible, Abraham could not get him out. Now I'm going to tell you something. If you die lost and you go to hell, even Jesus is not going to get you out. I mean, you're, you're there forever. Except when the trial comes up. See, hell's like you're in jail. But then your trial's going to come up and you're going to the great white throne judgment. And after that, you're going to the big house. The Bible said death and hell was cast into a lake of fire. Amen. Well, I hope you're saved this morning. You say, why, you, why would you preach this if you thought we was all saved? Well, I don't know if you're saved or not. I, I'm 99.9% sure a whole lot of you are. But only you and the Lord know that. We used to. I wouldn't preach on hell unless I thought there was going to be some lost people there. But long in my ministry, the Lord said, it ain't just the lost people that need to hear about hell. 
He said them saved people need to hear about hell and that might stir them up. They might try to reach some of them lost people a little more. Father, I thank you this morning.